0: Praise Lord, praise Lord, praise Lord. Good Morning, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the Word Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Right now we're going to spend time praying in other tongues. I'd like to read the scripture to us. First Timothy 2 from verse 1. I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority. And we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. We will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. Right now, I'd like us to speak in other tongues, pray fervently for ministers of the gospel and Christians all around the world. We we'll pray that the light of God's word illuminates their mind. Hallelujah. They're no longer men that just have knowledge for having knowledge' sake, but that the word of God illuminates them, hallelujah. There's an illumination in their hearts, in their minds, in their souls, hallelujah. That these ones, they are not deceived, hallelujah. They are not deceived, kato Shalamander. And if there's anyone that's already been deceived, yes, that there's a reconciliation for that one. That one is brought back into the fold, hallelujah. Let's kindly unmute ourselves and begin to pray in other tongues. Yeye la gasusa kati la mantupa la gazesi zeki taka ba la raba shata brada gadoshele mando brada tende clicar duas super cargas de diamante para achar para ser capaz de vender um dolo cruz em cima do barista caro e chutar um dolo cruz em baixo caro e um de Shut up, the circle of the super The Hara la <laughs>
1: cava <laughs>
0: Sutu, Parabasata, Gina, and the Savarica, and the Savarica, and the Savarica, and the
2: Savarica, and the Savarica,
0: and the Savarica, and the Savarica, and the Savarica, and the Savarica, and the
1: Savarica, and the es un poco cosa
0: fantástica
1: hamar
0: Bara kabaya la
3: basaka, bara
0: kabaya shala brand Bara kabaya la basaka, bara kabaya shala kabaya. Bara kabaya la basaka, bara kabaya shala kabaya. Bara kabaya la basaka, bara kabaya shala за да la Mali kabaya, Production, krodosh, iri zinto krodosh, iri ziteke like basunta kabasha, manza kabaya, rando krodosh, iri zitekwe tse, iri gese zinto kubo se mi il ne grevise ezunto koli ak e la 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 akaya janabramti la kabasakata ngi E o you will yesunto coli set secretism, you will Bali Sakavaya, Jalakaya. I am the the Oh, we're rich,
2: Make a syndicate
0: in in the Oh, that is a kind of a kind of a kind of a kind of a kind
1: of
0: a kind Sinto Cuba Sakata, grande Sakata, grande Sakata, grande doa, grande doa, grande doa, grande doa, grande doa, grande Mama, I'm coming back to you. Mama, i 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 I'm coming back i i i i you. Sickly, I was <laughs> handed over to the book. She was a good sister, and she was a good sister. 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 She
3: was a good sister. She 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 was a good sister.
0: She was a good sister. 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 She was a good
2: sister. She was a Thank
0: you. a good Lord, we thank you for ministers of the Gospel and the sense of God all around the world. we declare of God, hallelujah, that your hearts have been illuminated by the word of God, through revelation knowledge, of God, that Christ is formed in your heart by faith, day by day, hallelujah, in an increasing measure, hallelujah, and your hearts are illuminated with the word of truth, hallelujah, burning of and cutting of every form of falsehood and deception of oh God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, but these ones are strong in faith, giving glory to God. Hallelujah. Deception is far away from them. Hallelujah. We cut it off of their lives. Oh God, cut it off of anything that is connected to them. Oh God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. No, these ones cannot be deceived. Hallelujah. The Antichrist has no part in their lives. Oh God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. And as anyone of oh God who has been deceived we cut off that deception from their lives of oh God in the name of the Lord Jesus these ones are restored to the fold we put an end to oh God to every form of deception in their lives of oh God in the lives of the ministers of oh God all the saints of God under them Oh, Lord, we appreciate you, oh God. We praise your holy name, oh God, for you are God all by yourself, oh God. We worship and exalt your holy name in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on what part of the world you are connected from at this time, you are welcome to the Inspired by the word Global Times of Devotion. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Esteemed Amarak, for the opportunity to always leave the sins of God in prayer. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Right now, we're going over to the Rhapsody of Reality segment. Over to you, Esteemed Amarak, for that segment. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for a new day. Thank you for new grace, for new mercies, for new abilities, for new opportunities. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Welcome to our daily devotion. Thank you so, so much, Pastor Deborah for leading us in great times of prayers on a daily basis. Glory to God. Wow. Remember that the Lord told us that may, we're gonna experience financial abundance, right? And it's happening already, it's happening already. Glory to God, hallelujah. Um, Today is Sunday, the 9th of May, and if you're looking at the screen, the title of today's article is Delivered and Translated giving thanks unto the father, which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Colossians 1:12 to 13. Many assume and believe that one day in the sweet by and by the Lord will graciously deliver us from the power of darkness. But Paul, by the spirit, lets us know in our opening verse that it's already happened. Not only has the father qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the sins in the kingdom of light. He also delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his love son. Glorious news. Notice the tenses used. They are all in past. Who have? delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us that's why those who seek deliverance day in day out are just acting ignorantly it's inconsistent with god's present truth god's people don't need deliverance from satan or the powers of darkness the only deliverance some may need is from ignorance and the cure for that is the knowledge of god's word hallelujah Through knowledge shall the just be delivered. Proverbs 11 and verse 9. Being born again you are not under Satan's jurisdiction or authority but that isn't even the best part because God doesn't just deliver or bring you out to leave you. He brings you out to bring you in. Having taken away from the domain, having taken you away from the domain of darkness, evil powers, and all their works. He translated you into the glorious kingdom of the son of his love. Therefore, that you are in the same compound or live in the same street or city or walk in the same office with someone who isn't born again doesn't mean you are in the same place. You are in Christ. They are of the world of this world in the kingdom of darkness under Satan's dominion you've been raised up together and made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus that's where you are now a place of glory power dominion and authority hallelujah praise the Lord amen you know the thing about um, following the word of God is that In your journey as a Christian, there are times when your experience growing up can come to play. For instance, somebody might be listening to this devotional article today, and then you grew up in a family where they used to take you guys for deliverance every month or every year or every three months. And you're like, no, um, I I still need deliverance. The other day when the pastor was even praying for me, I was manifesting, I need deliverance you know, or some may have been in in ministries that say, oh, something, something deliverance ministry. And you say, ah, that man of God, when he begins to pray, things begin to happen. You can't say that the Christian does not require deliverance. Um, I've learned as a Christian, that in your journey with God, in your journey with the word, your experiences don't count. The opinions don't count. Your yesterday doesn't count. When the word of God is brought before you, make the adjustments that you need to make. He said that the days of ignorance, God will forgive. But he said he commands us herewith to all wake up and to accept knowledge. There were days when we walked in ignorance, and God, in His mercy, you know, just allows certain things go. It's just like you—you you have, to, you probably have younger ones, or you are a leader, and then you know there are certain things that some of the people that you lead would do, especially new new guys on the team, and you just like, um, no, 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 no need to no need to raise an alarm or um, even discuss it. He doesn't know, you know. For instance, I have times when um um those um leaders that um leaders that I my team will come and say, ah, um, <clears throat> sister Maka, this person did this. Imagine that this person did this. Imagine that this person said this, and I'll be like, oh, okay, eh, he. It's like maybe he doesn't know. You know that he's new on the team, right? So. You can give such kind of excuses for people when they are new to a team, when they are new in the fold, because you feel like, oh, they are still getting to know things. But imagine that in a team of over 100 people, the next person after me, that is my assistant, when he does certain things or when she does certain (laughs) things, the way I'm going to correct the matter, the matter, it will be as though it's a very, um, it's it's very, very, the same thing that that new guy did do. But because the person doing it at this time is the next person before the team of 100, that's the second person. So that means if I'm not around, that's the person that acts in my stead as a leader. So it's not going to sit well with me. And the reason is because there is a place of authority that that one has come into. There's a place of maturity for somebody to be the next leader after me. So you can imagine the investment of leadership, the training, the meetings that that person have been in that the new guy hasn't been in. There are many things that come into play. So what I would excuse the new guy, I would not excuse that leader. And the reason is because knowledge has come to play. I know that the guy after me understands greater knowledge. He understands more about the system, more about the structure, more about the scriptures compared to the guy who just came on the team. So when he says that the days of ignorance, God will forgive, but now he commands all men to come to repentance. What he's trying to say is see, there were days when it was okay to be ignorant. And God would say, oh, in the world as it is today, you know, the gospel hasn't really gone around the world. So many ignorant people. But now we are in a time when knowledge has increased in the world greatly. especially in this age where there's the internet, where something is happening in China and then you are in Zambia and you have heard it in the split of a second. Why? Knowledge has increased. And in this same world, the knowledge of God's truth has also increased. If you are ignorant, it is a choice. Because on that same social media that you go to, to look for fashion style, to look for the latest wedding gown, that same social media has a lot of truths that is being posted on a daily basis. But it's about who are you following on social media. So. If you still believe that, oh, the Christian needs deliverance. We are reading it today in the word of God. Rhapsody of realities is Rhapsody of realities of the word of God. It's not a message that, that is independent of itself. No, it's a message that encapsulates the word of God. Look at this one that we read. Look at how many scriptures that were quoted. So it's either we believe the word or we believe the word. The moment we find ourselves arguing with the word, saying, no, you cannot say that. Okay, like the line that says that, um, I'm trying to look for that line that I was talking about. It said that those who, are, who seek deliverance day in day out are just acting ignorantly. You know, there are certain people who hear such statement and they're like, no, are you saying that my pastor, this pastor, my pastor for 20 years is acting ignorantly. A lie for 20 years will never become a truth. A lie for 50 years will never become a truth. It's not how long the lie has been in tenure that changes it into a truth. Truth is truth. And a lie is a lie. No matter how long it is in tenure. So when we hear the word of God, it doesn't matter how long you have believed those things and you think that they work for you. You see, sometimes you even think that they work for you. What you do not know is how much more God can do with your life when you embrace the greater truth. Because in the kingdom, there are lesser truths and there are greater truths. If there's something greater, why should I settle for lesser? So we have heard the word today, the Christian does not need deliverance. The Bible says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So that means knowledge is the cure for destruction. If your life is full of of destruction, if your life is full of calamity, if your life is full of depression, of frustrations, of things that are inconsistent with a Christian, the, the, the secret is knowledge. Knowledge will deliver you. The video that Brother John said he was going to share on the group, I don't know how many of you have watched it, was talking about the impact of the word of God and the things that it deals with in our lives. To the point that the man said that when they, did the, when they carried out the survey, that the guy who's, who studies the word of God at least up to four times in a week he said desire for porn drops about 40 to 60% or so in the analysis. It's a video of a survey that was carried out among certain people. They, was, they, were, they were surveying the impact of the. In fact, this thing, this thing, they were just talking about reading the Bible. The impact of reading the Bible. And they said that at the point where they got to the behavior of the people, when they read the Bible at least four times a day, it was something else. How much us who are here daily connected? I know that a lot of you, it's not, it's not um, news that many things that used to trouble you before inspired by the word started, they are now history. Some may be health, some may be addictions, some may be terrible habits that you've been working on trying to give up. Suddenly it has become easy. It became easy because you daily fellowshipped with the word. As knowledge came, all the things that were plaguing you and destroying things in your life, they stopped because my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That means my people are delivered by the entry. By the increase of knowledge, he said, "Through knowledge shall they just be delivered, delivered into what, their inheritance." Let me give this example in, in, in wrapping up. So um, this guy, right? His father passes on, leaves a will for him, leaves one million dollars in an account for him, leaves houses, leaves cars, and he doesn't know. Only the lawyer knows. And then he wakes up this morning, he's unable to pay the house rent. The landlord drives him out of the house, he's living on the streets. Yet he's rich, he has all of these things. Then while on the streets, the lawyer encounters him and said, why are you on the street?" He said, oh no, I didn't have money to pay my rent. I was driven out. He said, are you serious? And then like, ah. But in the will, you have this, you have that. He said, Ebon, nobody told me. I did not know. And he said, OK, follow me. And then the person, he follows. And then they read the will. They say, see, see, see what you have. Sign here and all of these things are, are yours. And then the next day, the guy who was sleeping on the street yesterday is living in a mansion with over 10 cars and $1 million in his account. What was the difference between yesterday and today? It was knowledge. The, the bridging gap between the guy on the street yesterday and the guy in a mansion today is the knowledge he gained that he actually has inheritance. That's what that scripture means. Through knowledge shall the just be delivered. Question, what do you have? What do you have in Christ? Who are you in Christ? What do you know about you? This is you that they say God loves and God delivered. What did he deliver you into? The moment you gain knowledge, your life will change. And that's why our lives are changing on a daily basis, just being in this devotion every morning. One hour, that changes it all. So many amazing testimonies. A lot of times I get personal messages from many of you. And somebody said, do you know that virtually all my Christian life, I've been struggling with this less than one month inspired by the word. I'm looking for it. I can't find it. I choose to be daily inspired by the word, daily translated by the word, daily encouraged by the word, daily enlightened by the word. This is the reason for the name, inspired by the word. Go and check the meaning of inspiration. We are grateful to God for the word of God. And we take the due adjustment as the word comes. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, everybody. At this point, I'll hand over to Sister Joy for the further study and the Rhapsody Confession. Thank you so much.
3: Thank you so much, Ma. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connecting from. Thank you so much, Esteemed Sister Amaka for this wonderful opportunity. Okay, we're reading from. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Ephesians 2, 6, Amplified Classic Version. And he raised us up together with him and made us sit down together, giving us joint sitting with him in the heavenly sphere. by virtue of our being in Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Finally, Colossians 3, 1-3, the Amplified Classic Version. If then you have been raised with Christ to a new life, thus sharing his resurrection from the dead, aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God, And set your minds and keep them set on what is above, the higher things, not on the things that are on the earth. For as far as this world is concerned, you have died and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. Praise God. So we're going to be taking the confession together. It's on the screen. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. Blessed be God, I live in the kingdom of God's love son, in his light and dominion forever. I'm enthroned with Christ in the realm of glory, where I exercise dominion over Satan, rule over the world and circumstances by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Um, right now I'd like to hand over to Bro Dozier to take us through the New Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time. Have a glorious day ahead.
1: Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. It depends on where you're connecting from. Welcome to the inspired by the word time of devotion thank you so much for this amazing platform i also want to say it's um being here every day has actually been very very effective having the word of god come into me as a person like i'll just share a quick testimony if i call it a testimony um i've kind of been on the road for a while traveling and you know how it is your body or it's not how it is but like your body seems like it's it's getting tired it wants to like break and uh, i was having like symptoms of fever everything it was like my body wanted to pack up but you know having the word coming to me every single day i just had you know they say faith is confident assurance i just had this confident assurance that i'm healthy you know revelation is also progressive i've gone beyond the point where um i see myself as a christian to be healed i see myself healthy not um to be healed i see myself healthy so As the symptoms were coming, I wasn't even saying, oh, I'm healed. I'm healed by his stripes. I'm healed. I just had this confident assurance that I'm healthy and strong. And I just held on to it. I stood on it. And, you know, one, two days, you know, the feelings of here and there. But boom, everything just like walked away. So I just want to tell everyone that's on this call today. That's what we're doing here. Is really being impacted into your spirits. It's building that confident assurance of God's word in you. And when you come in contact with those different um, situations and circumstances, the word of God will surely stand strong as far as you hold on to it. Praise God. So today we're reading the book of John, John chapter 4. We've been reading the message translation. It's been a very interesting read. And uh, we're reading from John 4 from verse 27 to fifty. Okay, so um, from 27 says, just then his disciples came back. They were shocked. They couldn't believe he was talking with that kind of a woman. No one said what they were all thinking, but their faces showed it. The woman took the hint and left. In a confusion, she left her water pot. Back in the village, she told the people, come see a man who knew all things, all about the things I did. Who knows me inside and out? Do you think this could be the Messiah? And they went out to see for themselves. The caption, it's harvest time. In the meantime, the disciples pressed him, Rabbi, eat, aren't you going to eat? He told them, I have food to eat you know nothing about. The disciples were puzzled. Who could have brought him food? Jesus said, the food that keeps me going is that I do the will of the one who sent me. Finishing the walk, he started. As you look around right now, wouldn't you say that in about four months, it will be time to harvest? Well, I'm telling you to open your eyes and take a look, a good look at what's right in front of you. These Samaritan fields are ripe. It's harvest time. Glory to God. It's harvest time in the world. Verse 36, the harvester isn't waiting. He's taking his pay, gathering in this grain that's ripe for eternal life. Now the sower is arm in arm with the harvester, triumphant. That's the truth of the saying. This one sows, that one harvests. I sent you to harvest a field you never walked. Without lifting a finger, you have walked in on a field, walked long and hard by others. Many of the Samaritans from that village committed themselves to him because of the woman's weakness. Praise God, we are witnesses for Jesus. He knew all about the things I did. He knows me inside and out. They asked him to stay on, so Jesus stayed two days. A lot more people entrusted their lives to him when they had what he had to say. They say to the woman, we are no longer taking this on your say so. We have had it for ourselves and know it for sure. He is the savior of the world. When people encounter Jesus, they know it for sure. Verse 43. After the two days, he left for Galilee. Now, Jesus knew well from experience that the prophet is not respected in the place where he grew up. So when he arrived in Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him, but only because they were impressed with what he had done in Jerusalem during the Passover feast. Not that they really had a clue about who he he was or what he was up to. Now, he was back in Canaan of Galilee, the place where he made the water into wine. Meanwhile, in Capernaum, there was a certain official from the king's court whose son was sick. When he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and asked that he come down and heal his son who was on the brink of death. Jesus put him off. Unless you people are dazzled dazzled by a miracle, you refuse to believe. But the court official would not be put off. Come down. It's life or death for my son. Jesus simply replied, go home. Your son lives. The man believed. The beer word, Jesus spoke and headed home. On his way back, his servants intercepted him and announced, your son lives. He asked them what time he began to get better. They said, the fever broke yesterday afternoon at one o'clock. The father knew that that was the very moment Jesus had said, your son lives. That clinched it. Not only he, but his entire household believed. This was now the second sign Jesus gave after having come from Judea in Galilee. And as I said, Jesus said in today's reading, it's harvest time. So let's go into our world and bring in a harvest that we didn't labor for. Thank you so much for this wonderful time to share the word opportunity. God bless you all. Have a beautiful Sunday. I'll hand over to Brother John who will take us through the Old Testament Bible
4: here. Okay. Good morning everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening. Thank you, Brother Z, for that um, beautiful read. um, I listened to your testimony and I, I thought to myself that I have many testimonies too. I had said I was going to share them personally with uh, esteemed sister Maka because of time. <clears throat> but one of one of them was the fact that this um, this thing that we do, because while Maka was talking about the video I shared on Telegram, I, I I looked inwards too, and I was like, it's true. My own personal life too has been. Amazing, but one beautiful testimony. Maybe I should do this publicly. I want to say a big thank you to you, esteemed Sister Maka, for the rhapsody of realities devotional that you that you share to us and the summary you give every day. You know the way you, the same way you send it to me. I don't even edit. I don't. Really, I just post it on my own platforms. And the testimonies that I've received has been amazing. Even the one that happened yesterday was um, you know, it, the the message came late. You know, since morning, people have been asking me what about the rhapsody, really the thing you post. I just used I just ignore. <laughs> I had sent a personal message to you, Sister Makala, we have not received it. Then it came late. And the same way you posted and said, Forgive me for coming late, I posted it on my platform <laughs> and I received messages telling me, "Don't worry, we we'll forgive you, we we'll forgive you," that I read that it's on your platform that I read with every day. Please continue the good work and all that. So the testimony that I've received has been amazing. So I want to say thank you so much for this opportunity because it was one of my goals this year that I want to use social media to propagate the world more than the word more than ever before, and. For this thing that I usually post, it has made me to be more consistent with it. And the testimonies have been massive. Thank you very much once again. So without um, wasting so much of our time, we move to 1 Kings chapter 2. We're reading chapter 2 and chapter 3 today. And um, we're continuing with the story of uh, David. Praise God. From Verse 1, when David's time to die approached, he, he charged his son, Sodom, saying, I'm about to go the way of the way of all the earth, but you be strong. Show what you're made of. Do what God tells you. Walk in the paths He shows you. Follow the life map absolutely. Keep an eye out for the signposts. His course for life set out in the revelation to Moses. Then you get on well in whatever you do, and wherever you go. Then God will confirm what he promised me when he said, if your sons watch their step, stay true to me, heart and soul, you will always have a successor on Israel's throne. Verse five, And don't forget what Joab, son of Zerah, did to the two commanders of Israel's army, to Abner, son of Neh, and to Amasa, son of Jethah. He murdered them in cold blood, acting in peacetime as if he were at war, and has been stained with that blood ever since. Do what you think best with him, but by no means let him get off scot-free. Make him pay. Is <laughs> David, but be generous to the sons of Basilai, the Gileadites, and extend every hospitality to them. That is the way they treated me when I was running for my life from Absalom, your brother. You also will have to deal with Shime, son of Gera, the Benjaminites from Bahurim, the one who cost me so viciously. When I was on my way to name later when he welcomed me back at the Jordan, I promised him, under God, I won't put you to death, but neither should you treat him as if nothing ever happened. You are wise. You know how to handle these things. You will know what to do to make him pay before he dies. <laughs> then David joined his ancestors. He was buried in the city of David. David ruled Israel for 40 years, seven years in Gebra, and another 33 years in Jerusalem. Solomon took over on the throne of his father, David. He had a firm grip on the kingdom. Now we move over to the story of Solomon. Verse 13, Adonijah, son of Haggith, came to Bathsheba, Solomon's mother. She said, you come in peace. He said, in peace. And then may I say something to you? Go ahead, she said, Speak you know that I had the kingdom right in my hands and everyone expected me to be king and then the whole thing backfired and the kingdom landed in my brother's lap. God's doing. So now I have one request to ask of you. Please don't refuse me. Go ahead, ask, she said. Ask King Solomon, he won't turn you down. To give me Abishag, the Shunammite, asked my wife. Certainly, said Bathsheba, I will speak to the king for you. Bathsheba went to the king, Sol- to king Solomon to present Adonijah's request. The king got up and welcomed her, bowing respectfully and returned to his throne. Hmm. Hmm. Did you see that? Then he had a throne put in place for his mother and she sat at his right hand. This reminds me of what Pastor Chris said one time about his mother. He said, this is the only woman I never say no to. Looking at what Solomon did to his mother here, even though he was king. Praise God. Verse 20, she said, I have a small favor to ask of you. Don't refuse me. The king replied, go ahead, mother. Of course, I won't refuse you. She said, give Abishag the Shunammite to your brother Adonijah as his wife. King Solomon asked his mother, what kind of favor is this? Asking that Abishag the Shunammite be given to Adonijah? Why don't you just ask me to hand over the whole kingdom to him on a platter, since he's my older brother? And as Abiata the priest and Jav, son of Zorah, on his side, then King Solomon swore under God, "May God do His worst to me if Adonijah doesn't pay for this with his life. As surely as God lives, the God who has set me firmly on the throne of my father David and has put me in charge of the kingdom, just as He promised, and Adonijah will die for this today." King Solomon dispatched Benaiah, son of Jehoiada. He struck Adonijah, and he died. The king then told Abiathar the priest, you are are exiled to your place in Anathoth. You deserve death, but I'm not going to kill you for now anyway, because you were in charge of the chest of our ruling, of our ruling God in the company of David, my father, and because you shared all the hard times with my father. Solomon stripped Abiathar of his priesthood, fulfilling God's word at Shiloh regarding the family of Eli. When this news reached Joab, this Joab who had conspired with Adonijah, although he had remained loyal in the Absalom affair. He took refuge in the sanctuary of God, seizing the homes of the altar and holding on for their life. King Solomon was told that Joab had escaped to the sanctuary of God and was clinging to the altar. He immediately sent Beniah, son of Jehoiada, with orders. Kill him. And I went to the sanctuary of God and said, King's orders, come out. He said, No, I will die right here. And I went back to the king and reported, This was Job's answer. The king said, Go ahead then. Do whatever do what he says. Kill him and bury him. Absorb me and my father's family of the guilt from Job's senseless mothers. God is avenging those bloody mothers on Joab's head. Two men he murdered, men better by far than he ever was. Behind my father's back, he brutally murdered Abner, son of Ner, commander of Israel's army, and Amasa, son of Jethro, commander of Judah's army. Responsibility for their mothers is forever fixed on Joab and his descendants. But for David and his descendants, his family and kingdom, the final verdict is God's peace. So Benaiah, son of Joab, went back, struck Joab, and killed him was buried in his family family plot out in the desert. The king appointed Benaiah son of Joah over the army in place of Joah and replaced Abiathar with Zadok the priest. The king next called in Shimeh and told him, Build yourself a house in Jerusalem and live there, for you are not to leave the area. If you so much as cross the brook Kidron, you are good as dead. You will have decreed your own death sentence. Shimeh answered the king, Oh, thank you. Your servant will do exactly as my master, the king says. Shimei lived in Jerusalem a long time, but it so happened that three years later, two of Shimei's slaves ran away to Akish, son of Makkah, king of Gath. Shimei was told, Your slaves are in Gath. Shimei sprang into action, saddled his donkey, and went to Akish in Gath looking for his slaves. And then he came back bringing his slaves. Solomon was told, Shime left Jerusalem for God and now he's back. Solomon then called for Shime and said, Didn't I make you promise me under God and give you a good warning beside that you would not leave this area? That if you left, you would have decreed your own death sentence. And didn't you say, Oh, thank you, I will do exactly as you say? So why didn't you keep your sacred promise and do what I ordered? Then the king told Shime, Deep in your heart, you know all the evil that you did to my father. God will not avenge that evil, but King Solomon will be blessed, and the rule of David will be a sure thing under God forever. The king gave orders to Beniah, son of Jehad. He went out and struck him dead. The king now securely, the kingdom was now securely in Solomon's grasp. Hmm. He's Benaiah. he was a hitman. Okay, we move over to chapter three right now. Solomon arranged the marriage contract with Pharaoh, king of Egypt. He married Pharaoh's daughter and brought her to the city of David until he had completed building his royal palace and God's temple and the wall around Jerusalem. Meanwhile, the people were worshipping at local shrines because at that time no temple had been built to the name of God. Solomon loved God and continued to live in the God honoring ways of David, his father. Except that he also worshipped at the local shrines, offering sacrifices and burning incense. The king went to Gibeon, the most prestigious of the local shrines to worship. He sacrificed a thousand bones offering on that altar. That night there in Gibeon, God appeared to Solomon in a dream. God said, what can I give you? Ask." Solomon said, you were extravagantly generous in love with my David, my father, and he lived faithfully in your presence. His relationships were just and and his heart's right. And you have persisted in this great and generous love by giving him, and this very day, a son to sit on his throne. And now here I am, God. My God, you have made me your servant, ruler of the kingdom in place of David, my father. I'm too young for this. A mere child. I don't know the ropes. Hardly know the ins and outs of this job. And here I am, set down in the middle of the people, You have chosen a great people, far too many to ever count. Here's what I want. Give me a a God-listening heart so I can lead your people well, discerning the difference between good and evil. For who on their own is capable of leading your glorious people? God, the master, was delighted with Solomon's response, and God said to him, because you have asked for this and haven't grasped after a long life or riches or doom of your enemies, but you have asked for the ability to lead and govern well. I will give you what you have asked for. I'm giving you a wise and mature heart. There's never been one like you before and there will be no one after. There will be no one after. As a bonus. I'm giving you both the wealth and glory you didn't ask for. There is not a king anywhere who will come up to your mark. And if you stay on your on course, keeping your eye on the light mark and the God signs as your father David did, I will also give you a long, give you a long life. Solomon woke up. What a dream! He returned to Jerusalem, took his place before the chest of the covenant of God, and worshipped by sacrificing whole burnt offerings and peace offerings. Then he laid out a banquet for everyone in his service. The very next morning, two prostitutes showed up before the king. The one woman said, "My master, this woman and I live in the same house. While we were living together, I had a baby." Three days after I gave birth, this woman also had a baby. We are alone. There wasn't anyone else in the house except for the two of us. Infant son of this woman died one night. And when she when she rolled over on him in her sleep, she got up in the middle of the night and took my son. I was sound asleep, mind you, and put him, and put him at her breast and put her dead son at my breast. When I got up in the morning to nurse my son, here was this dead baby. But when I looked at him in the morning light, I saw immediately that he wasn't my baby. "Not so, said the other woman. "The living one's mine, the dead one's yours." The first woman countered, "No, your son's the dead one. mine's the living one." He went back and forth this way in front of the king. The king said, "What are we to do? The woman says, "The living son is mine, and the dead one is yours." And this woman says, "No, the dead one's yours, and the living one's mine." After a moment, the king said, Bring me a sword. They brought the sword to the king and he said, Cut the living baby in two. Give half to one and half to the other. The real mother of the living baby was overcome with emotion for her son and said, Oh, no, master. Give her the whole baby alive. Don't kill him. But the other one said, If I can't have him, you can't have him. Cut away. Verse 27, the king gave his decision. Give the living baby to the first woman. Nobody is going to kill this baby. She is a real mother. The word got around. Everyone in Israel heard of the king's judgment. They were all in awe of the king, realizing that it was God's wisdom that enabled him to judge truly. And may the Lord bless the reading of his word. And I hand over to you, Brother Martin, to go through the affirmation and the communion. Thank you, everyone, and have a beautiful day in church.
2: Thank you so much, Estendara John. Good morning, good afternoon. Good evening, everybody, where you are connected from around the world. I'd like to be you to the state system for the community. Okay, we're taking our permission this morning, and we're on the screen already. We start our permission by taking our names. My name is, you see your name, I have the screen that is in my address and the name of the next paragraph, I your name and answer according to your wishes. The, <laughs> the third paragraph, your name first may look advanced more and more. And more, and more. <laughs> at this point, I'll kindly ask everyone to unmute their mics as we take our commission on the count three. Please unmute your mics one, two, three. Singing, my, name my name is Adjei. the, Trymen,
3: there, the so that I have like and, and I, that in the well, in at the I that have the of the, in the of the and I have and the of the light of age, children, to I do It was my heart, my 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 heart, my 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 the six sections the of the the of christ to all so patients, and
0: love you. I I the of the I I I
3: what
2: in of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ Jesus. In
3: in Jesus Christ's name,
2: Amen. 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 amen the Lord, Hallelujah. I just want to be here. The streets are coming segments. the so, Lord. Amen. The streets segments. Our text is the from first Corinthians chapter 11 verse twenty-three. For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. The Lord Jesus, same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. Please do in remembrance of me. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you. For the body of Christ that was broken for us. Yes. His body was broken. Lord, we we'll share our righteousness. We thank you for the body broken, who will never be broken in life. Thank you, Lord God, for all that the death of Christ has contributed to us. We will receive gladly and we we'll walk in the light of his death and resurrection by the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. ahead and bread, to pray and eat it. After the same manner, also he took the cup. Then he has stopped, saying, This cup is the new testament in my blood. This you as, oft as think of him, often as you drink it in remembrance of because often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the lost death to the cross. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the end time that the mountain of the lost house shall be exalted above every other mountain, and all men shall flow into it. In 2010, there was a prophecy that came for doing the prayer and fasting. And I think Pastor Soy was the one that gave the prophecy. She said that she was in her house and she, her daughter came to call her and said, mommy, there's something burning, fire away. And she was going to look at it. As she was beholding the glow that was burning, the God said, people will watch you as you burn and shine. They will come from all walks of life to behold your glow. In 2011, this was 2010, December 28, 29, 30 fasting. In 2011, at the first night, Pastor said, It's our year as a burning and a shining light. I said that to say this as you go forth after taking this cup, there will be a kind of glow in your life that people from Everywhere, you'll see that glow. They will feel the glow. Where they are, they will sense your glow, and they will come to you. Whatever it is that you have in mind, whatever expectation you've had, whatever proposal you submitted, there's a glow upon that proposal. There's a glow upon your life. Yes, they will come to you by the power of the Holy Ghost. Go ahead and take the cup. And as you take that cup, proclaim your glow, because they will come to you by the power of the Holy Ghost. They are coming to me by the power of the Holy Ghost. God is putting my, my name in their minds and they are taking cognizance. They are recognizing the fact that the Spirit of God is upon me. There is a glory in my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. Hallelujah. At this point, I will hand over to the Sister Marcus to us the meeting. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful
0: day. Thank you so much, esteem Brother Martins. Um, hello, everybody. Congratulations for all that we have received. Amen. Amen. There's a glow about my life and men would journey from all around the world to come witness the glory. I'm a burning and a shining light. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's Sunday today. Ensure you are in church. I noted down some things that I'll share tomorrow from today's Bible reading. Um, I will share them tomorrow um, for the sake of time and then because quite a number of us have to catch up with service. Um, Ensure you are in church. Um, If you can be in a physical church, do not connect virtually. There's a reason God says not to forsake the gathering of believers. There's there's the presence the physical presence that god requires of us in his worship with other believers so ensure you are in church today and you know it's easy to wake up on a sunday morning and say i've had a long week i'm really tired and i want to watch online but you had a busy week you had a busy weekend. You had a long one. You don't wake up on your Monday morning and say, oh, I want to rest. I won't go to work. So why is it God's day that suffers? Your work doesn't suffer. You wake up irrespective of how you feel on a Monday and you wake up and you go to church. Don't do that where you just wake up on a Sunday and feel like, oh, I feel really tired. I'll connect online. Yes, because the online version is there. Don't treat God like that. If God treats you the way that you treat him. I don't know how your life will be like you know so ensure you are in church today god bless you thank you so much everybody let's all as we share the benediction the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, in the of the Holy Spirit, the Lord, and forevermore. Amen. And surely God's goodness and us all the days of our lives, and we dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, everybody.
2: Have a great time in church. Thank you.
4: Thank <laughs> you.